What's up, guys? It's Mickey, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. All right, all right, all right. How is my BK fam feeling? I hope you guys are doing well, feeling amazing, and I hope you guys just have a great week. You know, sometimes we're just taking it one day at a time. So I hope if you're listening to me on this glorious Monday, that this Monday will be a great Monday. You know, we usually dread Mondays, but we're taking over that narrative. We're taking Mondays back. Um, I think Candy... Burris is the one who started this. If not, I don't know who the credit belongs to, but I saw in the comment that she started it. So Mondays is Money Making Mondays. We'll say that. And also Monday is BK Monday. So we've taken we've taken that narrative back. I used to only look forward to Mondays when it was football season because I knew a good natty was coming. Well, it depends on the teams that make it. But now we're about to really make sure that a lot of SEC teams are in, right? Ooh, ooh. Depending on where you listen to me in the country, I know you didn't like that, but you know I'm an SEC girly. Y'all finna see more SEC teams in the playoffs and maybe some natty rematches. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I love to see it. And um, Mondays are usually a gloom and doom, even though they should be kind of happy. It's a fresh start to the week and so forth and so on. But so many of us are unhappy in our daily lives that Monday is just a reminder of getting back to a routine of which we did not sign up for, but life forced us to sign up for. And we look forward to the weekend. And so what I'm trying to learn at this age is to appreciate Mondays and make them great. Appreciate Tuesdays and make them great. Wednesdays, Thursdays and I'll look up and before I know it, it'll be Friday. But instead of just enjoying one day in the week, I will be enjoying every day of my life because life is short and life is not promise. All right. So I want to jump into this episode and I want to start off with Romans 8 verse 23. And it says, and even we Christians, although... We have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, also grown to be released from pain and suffering. We too wait anxiously for that day when God will give us our full rights as his children, including the new bodies he has promised us. All right, so I wanted to um, start off that way with the scripture because... I don't even know what to call this episode. I don't really know. I don't really know where we're going with this. Just hang on because, you know, I prayed before I started recording, which I do a lot. And I this will make sense in the end. And if not, I'll go record something else tomorrow for you guys that will um get the job done. But as I've said before, BK is so much more than a job to me. It is what I feel like I've been called to do. Have I been called to do it forever? That I don't know. If God tells me to put it down today, I'll put it down. I feel like BK deserves global attention, which is already receiving. And thank you to people who listen to me outside of the United States. And no disrespect to the people who listen to me inside the United States. I love you all. You guys are my BK family. I say that to say that I just, I'm usually pretty transparent and vulnerable with you guys. And I'm often told that even people close to me, 
they listen to an episode to discover what is really going on in my brain, what's really going on in my heart. More often than not, and I'm this may not this is not a flexing or bragging moment, but more often than not, people around me have come up to me and say, I didn't know you were going through this, or why didn't you tell me? Or I've had a friend say, I enjoy listening to your episodes because there's a level of vulnerability that sometimes I miss. And I thought that the way that I talk on BK is the way that I used to talk in my everyday life. And then I graduated college and life started going in the direction that it was going. And um, I just didn't care to be as vulnerable anymore. I didn't care to be as open anymore. I think survival mode will make you be that way. And then I look up and I reflect on episodes that I've put out. And it's a diary, but not a diary. Uh, I think podcasts have a subcategory called personal journals that would be under like society and culture. And I think that is exactly where BK fits because so much of it is like a personal journal And if people think that I'm vulnerable on this, just imagine when actually sitting down and getting me to open up face to face is like, or imagine what my personal journals actually are. Um, I, I have been praying as you guys know that I do, and I've been talking to God and God has been speaking back. Can we thank God for the moments when he speaks back to us, where we understand the message, where we understand what he's saying clearly and boldly? Can we thank God for those moments? I do. But more importantly, there are some times where God speaks to us, but it's like riddled. It needs to be decoded. And it's not that he's not speaking. It's just that sometimes I feel like when he's speaking to me, I'm doing a freaking crossword puzzle to be like, okay, this letter connects to this, this goes here. Or like a hangman or something, like figure out the message. That's what it feels like. Like I'm cracking the Morse code. Three taps, he's telling me to sit still. Five taps, he's telling me to gain more patience. Ten taps, he's telling me to like trust the plan. Sometimes talking to God can feel like breaking a Morse code. And I have definitely been having those moments where it feels like trying to break the Morris code. I'll give you guys a little insight, which y'all know how I am about my privacy, but I'll give you a little bit of insight to see if this can just bless somebody else or help somebody else. So one of the things that he was last week, well, y'all know this is pre-recorded. So about two weeks ago for y'all, he had me cracking a code and he kept repeating different things that was about submission so I was like okay submission submission you want me to know about submission you want me to talk about submission last week's episode we talked about being sub to the mission before that I had watched the episode with Pastor Derry Zans on it on the non-negotiable podcast I had never seen their podcast before well maybe I've seen it I hadn't watched an episode or anything. I probably have like seen a clip on IG or a short 
slash reel or whatever they call them the, I think they're called shorts on YouTube the YouTube shorts stuff like that which would be like a reel on IG it's like a short video but I never sat down and watched a whole episode if I see PD on it I'm gonna click on it there are so many podcasts and stuff that I have not ever watched and I see PD is on it and I'm gonna go watch because I trust in his wisdom I trust in his knowledge and I trust that he is humble enough that if he has felt like he has steered us wrong or anything he can say I think it's wrong actually a lot of the pastors that I listen to and follow they are very bold about that I know Pastor Mike from TC shout out to TC Nation he has told us a multitude of times there may be some sermons that I feel like if God tells me that I need to take down I'm going to take down if I feel like I was leading you guys in the wrong path because of the amount of knowledge that I had at that time it's not that I intentionally tried to lead you guys wrong but you know God is showing me in a better way of how to teach you this or showing me in a better way of how to you know translate this message that'll help you guys transform and they're not the only two pastors, but they are the first two pastors that come to mind where I just really trust their guidance and knowledge. And they're also being covered. They are being covered by other people. They are connected. Now, let me take you through some of the things and maybe it'll start making sense to me as I talk out loud. And I'm going to talk to my mommy later and we're going to connect. I, I texted her before this recording and I said, mom, can you pray for me? Can you see if she calls it a download? Can you see if God will give you a download about me? Even if the message doesn't make 100% to her, I would like her to just, because I trust her wisdom, I trust her guidance, and I trust her intimacy and relationship with God. So I asked her to talk to God on my behalf and um, what we would call interceding or whatever. And I do this, this isn't the first time because I do trust my mom's relationship with God and I trust that she could be pissed off at me, but she's not going to play about the message that comes from God and she's not going to ever play about God. And, you know, she instilled that in us. Play with a lot of things, but don't play with him. And the things that I've seen in my life, the experiences that I've had personally with God, Play with anything, but don't play with him. And be careful playing with even other people. And damn sure, be careful with playing with his children. But if we're all his children, don't that mean we got to be careful playing with people? Hell yeah. And then definitely touch not his anointed ones, right? Because we're all his children, but we may not be under the covering of him or under his oil. So it's one thing to mess with his child. That's like, no, no. And then it's another, it's like levels to this. It's a whole nother level to mess with his child that is covered in his oil, that is covered by his anointing. So the first message that he had me trying to decode was something about submission. I still don't fully understand it, but, um, so he had that, he had me listen to that episode with PD. Then I took the time to discover what does submission mean in the Bible? What does it mean? What does it mean to me? What has society taught me about it? What is my own personal opinions on it? What are my personal biases when it comes to my idea of submission? And so I took the time to do that. Henceforth, last week's episode is what you guys got. And I felt like it was so important to share because one of the key takeaways that I did get from my discovery of submission was, um, or not discovery of submission, but 
my research and really trying to why he had me so focused on it last week. I still don't get exactly why, but I just felt like, okay, this needs to be out there. This needs to be done. He also wants me to talk about it on the podcast, whatever. And I feel like sometimes a lot of episodes can sometimes be a decoding um, and like God speaking to me through these episodes. Like I may have this moment here and then you guys will hear me be like, I'm confused. And then you'll hear me like a week couple of weeks later maybe even a month down the line be like ah shit this makes sense now right um so sometimes I feel like he has me record these thoughts even if they don't fully make sense and still put them out there because I feel like they will hit the people they are supposed to hit they will reach the people and touch the people they are supposed to touch and it'll eventually make sense to me down the line and everything that I put out isn't necessarily for me sometimes it's for others Everything that I put out, you know, a lot of people think they know who I'm talking about. You don't because the people who you think that I'm talking about, they don't worry. They're covered by me. They're protected. So they wouldn't be (laughs) out there like that anyways. And that could go off on a whole tangent about that, but let's not get lost in the mission and the translation of this purpose, right? So another thing that God had me do last week about submission was go back and re-listen to the Planted Not Buried series from Transformation Church, which was a series that got me hooked on to Transformation Church. And I went back specifically to Tim Ross's message. I think it was called Undercover. And it was talking about He'll break it down so beautifully because he is a very literal person and he visualizes. So that helps him um, when he preaches, when he talks and, and tells his stories. Like anytime somebody else, he'll tell you, anytime somebody else is speaking, his brain literally paints images and he is seeing what we are literally saying. And I get that because my mom and my brother, they are very literal people and I'm not. I'm pretty like aloof. I'm pretty metaphorical. Um, I use analogies, things like that. So I find myself more often than not when I talk to them, which isn't a bad thing, is I'll be like, I have to state this isn't the like, I'm not stating the obvious right now. I mean, this, this and this. Or in this case, I am stating the obvious. There is no innuendo. You don't have to look for it or anything. I have to be more clear with my words and with my intentions when you're dealing with people who are literal. And I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think having people in your life who are very literal, very matter of fact, make you, it it keeps you, I don't want to say pure, but it keeps, in a sense, it keeps your intentions pure. It keeps your words pure. It makes you be more proactive and cautious about the words that you speak to them because you know they will internalize it in a different way than you or in a different way than somebody who's not as literal. Again, there is no right or wrong way, but I do think having literal people in your life kind of keep you on the up and up in a sense of I know that I'm going to have to take time to think about what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. And I can't just regurgitate these words out because if I just regurgitate these words, I'm going to get more questions than the original statement. And then it's probably going to make me frustrated and it's probably going to hinder the communication versus blossom the communication and make it better. Does that make sense, my BK fam? I hope so. So he had me listen to that message undercover. And even if it's just for people to go check out that message, I think it's very important. 
type in Transformation Church to YouTube, go to the Plant and I Berry series. I think it's the very last sermon in it. It's with Pastor Tim Ross. I don't even know if we should say pastor anymore. It's with Tim Ross. He's still a pastor. He still preaches. It's just not his full time anymore. And thank God for that because the Basement Podcast is so needed. And I think, no disrespect, but even better than the sermons because sermons only go so far because people who never want to step foot in a church or people who never care to even look up a church on YouTube or whatever, sermons go so far. People may pick up a podcast before they'd be like, let me watch this sermon. People may read a different kind of book before they'd be like, let me read this Bible. And I feel like he interconnects the real world with biblical teachings. And it's not always like a biblical, like, you're going to hell if you don't do this. It's actually very vulnerable, very um, safe space, seems like, for not only himself and his team, but the guests that come in. And he's said himself that so many times people will say, I didn't know that I was going to share that. And I think that's a beautiful thing. That's my goal with BK, as I've said before, I don't know if I've said it exactly like that, but when I have people on there, I want them to feel safe enough to share. I also want them to know that they don't have to share anything they're not comfortable with. This isn't like, come on this platform and it's like, let me try to expose you for your words. This isn't like a regular media interview, like we're interviewing celebrities. I don't care if I have a celebrity on here. It shouldn't feel really invasive to them. It should be a safe space. It should be a humble space and no judgment zone, as we say in our profiles. And it should just be a conversation that can hopefully, even if the whole thing doesn't bless the BK fam and others who are thinking about joining, hopefully it will touch the people it's supposed to touch and be impactful. And that's something that it seems like the basement does as well. And so, yeah, even though he was great at preaching I think God made the perfect transition to put him where he is. And we are so grateful over here, Tim Ross, for the work you are doing on The Basement. So go check out that. He had me looking at that. But that message with Tim Ross was basically to um, break down, just break down how you need to be covered. Like Pastor Mike is covered by Tim Ross. Tim Ross is covered by somebody else and so forth and so on. They are all covered. And they also, it's like this part where they talked about not moving out of alignment, not moving out of God's will. And also trusting that like checking in and being submissive in that way. And that's something that was completely different outside of relationships. And as I'm talking to you, I realized that I had implemented that practice without even thinking about it. I was submitting to my mom, can you hear a message from the Lord? Can you pass it back to me? Because I will, I will um, listen. I will submit to that word. Because again, I trust her level of intimacy with God. I trust her relationship with God. And I just, I trust her. So I know she's not going to steer me wrong. Like even if she... You know, it's so easy to say we love people, we rock with people when life is easy. It's so easy to say I trust you when trust hasn't been broken. Um, But it's another thing to still trust them in spite of. And it's not to say accept abusive behavior or anything. But I mean, we're all going to mess up. I say that all the time. We're all going to mess up. And 
we don't always need yelling in those moments. We don't always need shame and condemnation in those moments. I don't even think I said that right, but y'all know what I mean. (laughs) We don't always need that in those moments. Sometimes we just need love. Like sometimes somebody just needs a hug. Like I fucked up. You don't have to state the obvious of how I fucked up. Like I know. I know everybody doesn't always know, but nine times out of 10, the person knows they mess up. We don't always have to beat them over their mess up. That's not what they need. If they're coming to you, they need a little love. They need a little guidance. Maybe they just need a listening ear and like, bro, y'all, I know I did so bad with this, but thank you for letting me share it, admit it, own it. I feel free of the weight of it. And now I can do better moving forward. Sometimes that's all people need as well. So fast forward, that was the thing about submission. But this week he had me, I have these really nice dresses. Um, I have a couple of dresses that I had that I didn't wear to prom and don't worry. I didn't spend buku money on it. Shout out to Ross ross dress for less if you don't have one in your city i'm sorry find your nearest tj maxx ross i'm trying to think what else i think they have something called a roses roses isn't my favorite i really like the rosses find your um nearest marshall's a store like that i know all states don't have those so a store like that you can find great prom dresses great outfits everything Hell, find your nearest and greatest thrift store. And honestly, out of all of them, Ross is my favorite because even out of the Marshalls, Marshalls has some great brands. Um, You can find flat irons, purses, jewelry. It's not just like things that you can think of. You can find some great deals in places like that. But Ross is my favorite because I can go get some pillows. I can get some cologne. I can get some cups, some clothes, dog toys. I can get everything. Uh-uh. Kitchen appliances, houseware, decorating for your house. There's so many things that I can get um, from there for a really cheap price. So I had a couple of dresses. I had a couple of options for prom. Amen. Hallelujah. Not trying to brag. Just really being grateful and honest that I had a couple of options. There was an option that I think was we got we got two options tailored. I went with the one that I wanted to go with and I kept the other one because I was also going to college. So my mom said, you never know when you'll need it, blah, 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 all these things. He had me put on one of the dresses and I didn't really understand why. I didn't really know why. And I delayed it until like later in that day. And I was like, okay, let me put on the dress. Let me be obedient. And it's funny because I heard Megan from the Know For Sure pod with her and B. Simone really great podcast you guys please go check that out please go check that out it's a really great podcast their guests their guests are great um they talk about god on there it's just great it's great and they share their journeys and i think it's a great podcast so i remember megan saying that god was basically like um told her to like do something with the refrigerator or whatever i don't remember exactly what it was but basically it was something simple as move the refrigerator or move something in the refrigerator it was something of that nature I have this completely wrong I know I'm butchering it but the point was it was something small and tedious and she said that the small and tedious thing she would talk to God and basically be like is it that serious does it need to be done right now kind of thing and she was like but it's the obedience and she said God and she was talking to God like God you know I'm gonna do it you know I'm gonna be obedient and he said do I speaking back to her do I? Yo, sent chills down me because I was like, yeah, we tell God we're going to do it, just not right now. Or we tell God, I'll do it eventually or something. But delayed obedience ain't necessarily obedience. 
when he say go, go. When he say stay, stay. When he say jump 10 times, jump 10 times. If you're if you want to be specific to say God, how high? You ask that man, how high? And when he says jump, jump. Because anything that God does is for our protection and our blessing and our our betterment of ourselves. You know, he's such a good loving father that he blesses us with stuff we want, desire, this even stuff we don't deserve. He gives us an overflow. Even if it may not feel like it at all seasons, he does. He gives us an overflow. If you hadn't had to deal with a health issue in years, count your blessings. You hadn't had to think about where your next meal was coming from, count your blessings. You haven't had to think about, can I move my child from this neighborhood because I want them to have the right opportunities? Count your blessings. You hadn't had to think about, um, I don't even know, God... I, I, there are so many things, so many simple things that we take for granted. Maybe you don't have to think about how am I going to fill up gas this week? Count your blessings. And I know that's easier said than done. And I know that I'm using very like daily basic needs, but that's kind of where my brain is sitting right now is meeting daily basic needs. And so I think a lot of time we take them for granted because they've either been met a lot or we're not in situations that make us have to think about it. And I hate to say that, unfortunately, there were a lot of times I would take the daily things for granted. Roof, shower, food, gas. Me being able to buy the type of food that I want. Like the fact that I could afford a wing combo. Do y'all know how high wings are? I'm from a city that is king, queen of wings, so they say. So they say, although I feel like they need to step it up and be better and do better like they used to do back in the day. But, uh, you know, like wings, especially if you're anywhere near in the south and you got black people around, we're going to have some chicken somewhere. Call it stereo, like say I'm trying to stereotype or whatever. Um, I don't really care if that's a stereotype for us. I just think we got good taste. I know that a lot of times they call the chicken the dirty bird because <laughs> it can make you sick. But we ate a lot of stuff that makes me sick anyways, which that's a whole nother episode about, you know, protecting your temple and your body to last the race. But I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I be eating some unhealthy foods and chicken, especially wings, like real deal chicken wings. It's one of them and I don't regret it. Okay. So even me being able to afford a wing combo is a blessing. Me being able to afford more than one thing or feeding other people or something I take that as a blessing you know I've had moments where I've had literally zero dollars in my account moments where I walk out the house with cents in my account and I'm just going and I'm going and I force myself to still live life even with zero because and maybe that's another thing college taught you you could be broke and everything but shit okay like, it's like, okay, you could have failed the test, have no money and everything, but it's like, okay, like life is going to go on. We're going to get to the next day. We're going to get to the next week. And you would have think that endurance would stay after we graduate, but I don't know. I, I think the challenges in the test get a lot bigger, like a bill not being paid. I'm not really a, I'm not attached to my 
this is going to scare the hell out of some people. I'm not really that attached to my credit because credit is such a scam to me. Like the fact that it didn't even come into like the 70s or whatever. And I know it was just another barrier to keep people from really being able to obtain what they want to obtain. It's all a scam. Because if you tell me that I can't afford a mortgage between like 500 and like $800, but you think that I can pay like 1400 in rent month after month, it's like all of it is a scam. Like all of us can be on mortgages. All of us should be on mortgages. We deserve to be on mortgages unless you just are a person who wants to rent. Y'all telling us we can't afford a mortgage, but we can afford double that, triple that in rent. Okay, be for real. So I just feel like credit is a scam. And it's like a, another game that America makes you play. That's like, let me put another barrier to block you from prospering. Let me put another barrier to say what you are called and qualified for and something about credit score just rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like if my God owns it all then who the hell are you to really tell me (laughs) that I can't have these things right so let's jump back to my point of the second message which was God had me trying on one of the dresses that I had and it's this really beautiful blue dress. At this time, I haven't looked up what blue means, if it has a significant mean, meaning just in general or even biblically. I haven't taken the time to do that at the time that I'm recording this episode, but I am. He keeps saying specifically the blue dress because I have a couple. He wants me to put on the blue one. So I put on the blue one. Um, I waited. So that was delayed obedience. Delayed obedience isn't necessarily obedience, is it? Partial obedience isn't obedience. It's still being disobedient. So he had me put on the blue one or whatever. I feel like blue has a significant meaning. Even if I don't understand it yet, I will. I'm thanking God in advance for the clarity and understanding. And he had me put it on. And he had me remember how when I was a child, I used to play. I would own my own company. I would practice on Midnight Club 3 Dub Edition. I would ride around in my Porsche truck. You know, I'd have my Lamborghini Colorado. I had a family. I would take, I took my daughter to like dance class. I would go to work. I would pick up their friends for sleepovers. We drive around in the city. Like I had this level of imagination of living this full blown life. I keep telling you guys, this was the part of life I look forward to. I had no idea that in this season of my life, I would be probably the saddest that I've ever, ever experienced in my life. And I didn't think it could get any (laughs) different out of childhood. But it got to a point where um, childhood I wanted to escape from. My 20s I want to escape from. And it's like I'm trying to cut it off right here, right now. Because I don't want to get to my 30s if I should even live to see them. That's not even guaranteed. I could die tomorrow. I could die today. It's not even guaranteed that I'm going to make it to my 26th birthday. You know? It's not guaranteed. So... Fast forward and um, he had me put on the dress and it just reminded me of, I used to see these things. I used to dream these things and it was, it never occurred to me that they wouldn't happen. I had so much faith in this stuff happening and not necessarily driving a quote unquote Porsche truck or the Lamborghini Colorado, not that, just the basis of me working affording this life uh, having a healthy family unit having kids that want to come to my house having kids where I'm picking up the kids friends my kids aren't always going to their friend's house creating these 
family environments and different things, I had such a different vision. I also had a lot of time for wanting to be in my 20s and wanting to be alone. And it just, a lot of things that I pictured just didn't go the way that I thought. But I feel like God is trying to get me because he, he's been nudging at me over this past year to have faith like a child. Remember and believe the same way that you did as a child. You believed back then when it was all a fake scenario made up, but you brought it to life. You would dress up. You would write out these contracts. You would use monopoly money. You would put them in your purse. You would have your checkbooks, your your credit cards, everything. You'd have your cell phone. You full on visualized this life and played it out. You would use a racing game to drive around different cities picture out these images like I would full on have the game on go drive around the city do what I need to do park go in another room then maybe my job or my house I would have tents that I would set up in the living room sometime as my full-blown house as an adult my imagination could not be matched and I just feel like that's the same with children their imaginations cannot be matched right and I would do all these things and it was like I had so much faith in the make-believe, but I can't and I don't a lot of times exhibit that same level of energy and of faith to a God that I truly know in my heart of hearts and truly believe in my heart of hearts is real and truly believe and know in my heart of hearts that he's more powerful than any of us and truly know and truly believe in my heart of hearts that he created this. And I feel like he's been trying to get me to believe and have faith again. Even if right now it's not at the level of that it used to be in my childhood, even if it wasn't that, to still be like, you believe so hard when it was completely imaginary to you. You weren't even praying to me for these things, right? You were just, it was made up in your head that this is what you wanted in life. This is what was going to come. And I feel like he was trying to say to me, where did that go? And why? Do you think that all of a sudden now it won't happen because of what you've experienced these past couple of years? God is talking to me like, and because of what you've seen and because you feel like your peers around you are so much further ahead than you and how come you don't believe when now you understand at an even greater level that you couldn't even necessarily understand as a child of my power and how I can make mountains move? Going back to the credit score, I feel like it's a scam because if my God owns everything, I could have a negative credit score and he'll still tell me if it's mine, you can have it. And I feel like he's trying to get me back in that zone of you are mine. I own it all. If I said it's going to come, it's going to come. If I said it's going to come to fruition, it will happen. I am a God that shall not lie. I am a God that will make all promises come together regardless. My word will not return back void. Other people may lie. I do not. Other people may be limited, including myself. I'm including myself in the people. But I am not. And I feel like, you know, one of the years was straight purging. You know, it was like, you're going to deal with all this BS that you've just been on go. 
I feel like had I been on go, there was so much stuff from my childhood and so much stuff from even my college years that I just wouldn't have processed. And I would have been so on go that I would have been thinking I was fine. But immediately, eventually that would have caught up to me. So he's like, let me let it catch up now before I put you in the public spotlight. Let me let it catch up to you now before you have children and put this off on your children. Before you parent from a place of pain and not of a place of purpose. Before you parent from a place of unhealed wounds instead of being the best loving healed version of yourself. Let me purge this out of you now before I put you with your God-given partner. Because you're not going to mess up him. You're not going to mess up you. I'm not going to put y'all together to destroy each other. I bring you guys together to make each other better. So I feel like he had to get me to purge, to really own what I've been feeling and dealing with all these years before I was granted access to different things like family and marriage and relationship and different things. That's what I believe. Okay. And fast forward to now that we've kind of done the purging, y'all know that I think healing is a constant journey. I don't think we're ever fully healed because why would we need God if eventually we'd all get to a point where we're healed? We would only do the work also up until the point where we're like, oh, today's the day. Cool. I'm done. I'm good. There's no more work to be done when we know that life is constantly evolving and so are we. Well, hopefully we are. Some people choose not to, but hopefully we are. I know if you're a part of my BK fam, we do it. We constantly evolve. We constantly be better. Might not get it right all day, every day, but we're putting in the work. So I love you guys and I'm supporting you guys in that because we're doing the damn thing. And we will be good people out here in this world and in this society. No matter whether you listen to me from across the globe or you listen to me in the same state that I'm from. We're going to do right, right? We're going to be better. And so I feel like God is trying to get my faith to just get back to that point of it was so easy for you to believe when you were a child but now you can't now that you truly know who i am now that you know the magnitude of my power now this is the time to pause and think well god maybe no this is to have that same energy and then some this is to walk in and even more now this is to still believe that i can bring everything that i told you to you for you this is to believe that i didn't put you here on this earth just to suffer will you deal with it absolutely we live in a fallen world but that's not why i put you here i i'm a good loving father if i put you here to suffer wouldn't that go against who i am if i put you here for straight misery wouldn't that go against who i am i could have left you in the hands of the devil for that i didn't even have to create you drop you down in your mother's womb to have her birth you i i i created you Put her in your room, had her birth you because I needed something birth in the earth. You have a purpose to fulfill, my child. Get it done. Get it done. You have a purpose to fulfill. You have people to impact. People connected to you must be blessed through you, by you, because of you. Get the purpose done, my child. Do the work that needs to be done. Do the work that needs to be done in you so you can fulfill the purpose to the highest calling. But also, do the work that needs to be on here on this earth. Because to be honest, God can really destroy this all right now, just like that. But he's not. 
He's given us a chance to grow. He's given us a chance to really manifest his glory and stuff. He really could have, we could have just been separated from God out of the garden. He could have been like, fuck those kids. I really can start all the way over. Fuck Adam. You know what I mean? Like, fuck him. Fuck Abraham. Fuck them all. Like, I can, I can restart this whole thing if I want to. But he's like, nah, I'm going to love you guys past your mistakes. Nah, I'm going to give you chance after chance. Nah, I'm going to really live out what I tell people to say that I am and what a lot of people after they discover and get to know God really know that he is for himself but it'll also be like um okay I say I'm gonna give grace and mercy I'm gonna make you guys walk on it I'm gonna make myself walk on it not just you guys you know, it's like when we pray for patience to God, he puts us in situations where we're, our patience is tested. When we say to be more loving, he puts us in situations where people might not be loving to us back and we still have to exhibit love. He definitely did that to me within this past year. He'll put us and we'll be like, oh my God, God, like, grant me bigger blessings and opportunity or God, please help my heart not be stoned. But then he puts us in situations where we have the potential for our heart to be stoned and we still have to choose to leave it flesh that's how it works but the thing is nothing that god asks us to do he hasn't already done or will consistently do for us when he says test me you know like about giving (laughs) think of all the things god give to us that's even out of financial reach think of all the happy moments think of all the good things think of all the protection the hedge of protection every day all of us have a hedge of protection over us whether we deserve it or not which not just understand we don't even deserve the hedge of protection we have it whether you believe in god or not you have that hedge of protection right we thank him for that we thank you lord i thank you lord right here in this moment for the hedge of protection Not over just me, but over everyone connected to me and everyone in my lives and everyone connected to them in their lives. I think you for the hedge of protection over people who don't even like me. They ain't got nothing to do with me. That's a personal problem. But I thank you for their hedge of protection as well, because there is nothing about them. The bigger picture is your goodness and your glory and your love and grace and mercy that you extend to us. Your glory, God, your goodness. Right. It's not it's the picture is always bigger. The picture is always bigger. Everything that I've been through in this life, the picture is bigger than me. The picture is even bigger than the people around it to me and connected to me. The picture is always bigger. God called you here to fulfill a purpose, my BK fam. And the picture is bigger than you. So even when you don't feel like it, you got to push through. Even when it looks like WTF God, you left me here. You know, he's there. You know, he's there. Human beings, family members may leave you. Human beings, family members, friends, associates. Um, celebrities know people who once they call their fans will turn into a mob mentality and attack them celebrities they get it you know even those people they may leave you and forsake you but god will never and so i think he made that all come together i didn't really know where we would go with this but i think he kind of made that all come together and i hope that it blesses you guys this episode is a little bit longer And I want to end with this scripture. It's from Romans 8 and it's uh, 26. And it says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our distress, for we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how we should pray. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose.
for God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn with many brothers and sisters and having chosen them he called them to come to him and he gave them right standing with himself and he promised them his glory the picture is always bigger than us the picture is always bigger than our pain our pain has a purpose our pain doesn't feel good but our pain has a purpose and I guess what I want you guys to take away, because the full message hasn't been, I haven't decoded God's full message of what he's trying to say. And I haven't talked to my mama yet either, and I haven't looked at the color blue. So as I discover more, if um, he deems necessary to share, to help paint the picture, I have no problem sharing with my PK fam. Because I feel like whoever needs to hear this will hear this. And it will reach the people that it's supposed to reach. So even though I haven't finished decoding the message, remember to listen out for God. And even if he puts it in a riddle, it's worth breaking down that riddle because it will give you answers in your heart and your soul that you need. So I kept you guys here a little longer. There is no transition or breakup time. So this can be a lot to hear me ramble on for like 40 something minutes. So I just want to end it here. I hope this helps somebody even if it's one person i hope it helps for the people who be like mickey what is going on mickey's telling you this is what's going on in my head and in my heart right now but i'm trying to figure this shit out y'all i'm trying to figure this out thank you to my support system who helps me figure it out or just gives me a break from you know trying to figure it out it's just like just breathe for a second it'll make sense in his timing thank you guys for that thank you for the people who love me genuinely for me i can't thank you guys enough you guys keep me going. And I just want to end with, I love my BK fam. I love you guys. I hope this helps you. Please keep going. Remember, there is a bigger picture. And even if the message doesn't make sense, try to decode it. And then also ask God to give you peace to reveal it in its right timing. Because you won't be able to decode it any faster than you need to. And it will all make sense in the end. So I love my BK fam. I love you guys. I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. All right, guys. Bye.